Hello everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Blue Moon, hosted by Shaping Foundations, a student-led 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to raising awareness and funds for, as well as advocating for rare diseases. Before we get started, a little introduction about me, as this is my first time hosting Once Upon a Blue Moon. My name is Anirudh Koneru, and I am the treasurer and a co-founder of Shaping Foundations. I first found myself getting interested in rare diseases after I read an article about a patient with a chronic rare disease, and it really moved me. It seems so unfair to me that so many people exist whose voices are simply not heard. With this as my inspiration, I got together with the other three co-founders and formed Shaping Foundations. Outside of Shaping Foundations, I love to read and paint as well as cook and bake. I also enjoy playing the violin. That's enough about me. Let's get started on this week's podcast. This week on our podcast, we have an interview with a truly inspiring woman from India, Dr. Shyamala Pisapati, a dentist living in Bangalore who has struggled with rare disease for the past three years, but has emerged determined to use her voice to raise awareness for this issue. The past two rare stars have both been patients affected by rare diseases. Both Gary and Mackenzie shared their personal struggles as patients. However, Shyamala offers a fresh perspective as a caretaker for a patient, her father, and an advocate for rare diseases. Shyamala is a young and bright dentist from India and is an active voice for rare diseases. We interviewed her recently, and based on her responses, we have written an article sharing her story, which is available on our website at shapingfoundations.wixsite.com shapingfoundations, and have created a post for her, which is available on our socials at shapingfoundations. We will also be posting a second, more official interview with her on our YouTube channel, which should be launching sometime next week. It was a great honor interviewing her, and her story is so inspiring. Her spirit and passion is so admirable, and she's a truly wonderful voice for rare diseases. We're going to get started with our questions. Uh, is there any questions that you have for us before we begin? I think I must actually thank you for telling me that you're recording the call, so I'll get aware of it at least. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on to our first question. I know you mentioned before about your father's condition. Um, you said he had granulomatosis with polyangitis, and uh, you mentioned that he had passed away from this condition, and our condolences, um, and we greatly admire your strength, and we really appreciate your motivation to help the rare disease community. Um, and we also remember how you mentioned how it inspired you to advocate for the rare disease community. So would you like to elaborate on how this impacted you and how his um, story made you more motivated to advocate for the rare disease community. Absolutely, I would love to do that. I, the story began on April 2nd, 2017. I was in my final year dental school at that time. In fact, I was about to enter my final year and that shook my world completely upside down because he put on some symptoms, especially respiratory symptoms. He started coughing and uh, having some breathless issues. So uh, absolutely nobody will think about something huge, disastrous uh, investigation or diagnosis. So we thought it to be tuberculosis. We thought it to be pneumonia. But after a 21 day long battle in the ICU, after a lot of ups and downs, then we came to a conclusion that it is GPA. And trust me, it took me almost two complete days to pronounce it the right way. And even today, I call it GPA. It's really a very difficult thing for me to take. And um, 
after that he was put on steroids because he was only put on palliative therapy owing to his other medical comorbidities like diabetes mellitus and uh, epilepsy and things like that so uh, it was like a tug of war i would rather say to prioritize something over the other where the whole body is fighting again we are suppressing the immunity it was a roller coaster ride for me but uh, we prolonged his life for like 2 years but it didn't work out at the end so the and we could give uh, to him was a piece so i can take it to be end of his suffering or as end of his life and i would choose the first one wow that's very amazing um and again our condolences with you and we really admire how amazing your strength was during this time despite all of this struggle uh so you mentioned all these struggles that you faced um what in the end pushed you to enter into this advocacy field especially in terms of rare diseases yes i was in the dental school which is like a boon for me because it was not something new for me that especially those medical terms investigations or the tests were not something new for me at least i was well versed with it much before but one thing that shook me was uh, my father was trying to get acceptance from the society because he was diagnosed with a rare disease very few people would look up to us and most of them would shut their doors and it was very difficult for me to at least digest the fact that he was having a rare disease the process of acceptance was way too far so i thought okay if we ourselves don't accept the way we are and we don't support our family how is the society going to help us that was one thing which actually inspired me second thing was uh, i had this uh, i don't know what mentality it is i somehow wanted to figure out the people who were suffering more than me or who were suffering equally because i wanted to fit in somewhere none of my friends would actually understand my agony none of my friends would actually support me they do support but you know on the deeper level it is us who has to fight the battle with ourselves we can't expect sympathy from people always so that is when i actually started googling about rare diseases and then i got in touch my first project was progeria because that is one among the rarest even rarer when compared to granulomatous polyangiitis so i started my work with progeria and then i made a paper a review article so that is how my journey started the successful thing happened in 2018 though because in 2018 i actually got an opportunity to talk on progeria on a national level in a conference and uh, surprisingly i didn't expect that i will get the best paper presentation that was when i actually thought okay i have some content within me that i can actually deliver and people will like it so from then that moved me further wow that's that's amazing you really have an awesome story um yeah that's really good uh so based on this um we realize that you've had a lot of experiences and a lot of um in general experience in the field um but what was it like uh, when your father was first diagnosed i know that you mentioned you were in your final year of dental school and that it was really ground shaking um were there any other things that were occurring at the time that made it even more difficult the other time that i felt equally difficult was when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer when i was interning so uh, that was in june 2019 and my father passed away in september 2019 i had to play the game of priorities and actually balance my internship taking care of my mother and father it was such a roller coaster right but uh, somehow god's grace i could manage 
That's, that's amazing. That's amazing that you had to deal with all of that, but you still are being so successful. And you have really done a lot with um, your struggles, and that's amazing. Um, and one question that we had about um, the healthcare system, was it helpful to you? Um, the, I know that there are some difficulties that many people experience with the Indian healthcare system. Um, did you have any difficulties in particular? Um, Absolutely a lot of difficulties. I don't deny the fact at all because uh, the healthcare system is honestly way too backward in India when compared to any other country because the research it is such a big challenge in front of me to actually firstly talk about it secondly hunt for doctors and thirdly get the right mode of treatment because nobody actually knows about the treatment part honestly in general irrespective of what geographical area they come from but in india it was quite more challenging because very few well-versed doctors were there firstly secondly who were actually willing to take up this case because I had to run around almost like 10 hospitals to, you know, present a case of my father and ask, are you willing to take up this case or not? That is a situation. Keeping that professional part aside, personally, we don't have a health insurance to back then. So it was like a mountain of, uh, what to say, financial debts that I was in, actually, to actually support him and uh, to pay for his finances or health care. It was such a difficult task. I don't deny this at all, both personally and professionally. Wow. The finances part and the, my mother's, uh, what to say, mental strength to actually tell her. It was such a challenge to actually make them believe it is okay. It is okay to be like this. It is okay to live like this. It is okay. That acceptance was such a big challenge for me. But to some extent, I got about a change. But 100%, I feel I would have done a lot better. Wow. That's that's very it's very disheartening to hear about, but it must have been so difficult to live like that. But again, you've made a lot with the struggles that you faced. Um, but yeah, based on your responses, it seems like it would have been a lot better if the public had been more educated about rare diseases and especially your father's condition. So what do you think that awareness about your father's condition and rare diseases as a whole uh, could have improved your family's experience in any way? Definitely I've improved if there was at least a bit of awareness because I'll tell you one personal example of mine. I am graduated from one of the best colleges in the country. That is a government dental college, Bangalore, personally. That is an all India fifth place. I'm not underestimating any profession or any doctor here, but indeed when I had to take a long leave, especially to take care of my parents. So... Uh, I used to write a leave letter stating so-and-so disease and things like that. People used to read that and again question me in return, what? Repeat the diagnosis? What? Tell me about it. So even the medical professors did not know about it. Then what do, would you expect a common man to know? Yeah. It is like that. These callers, they are. And I was like, I was devastated at that point. I'm explaining so much and people still question me. Come on, it's not easy to keep telling your story to everybody who passes by your path. Right? Yeah. So I had to, you know, gather patients from everywhere possible and then answer in a polite way. So awareness is actually negligible, I would rather say. So something has to be done to bring about awareness in the society. Yeah. It would, at least if not financially, at least if not professionally, at least mentally, it would have helped me a lot. At least to not tell my story, at least to make me believe that people are still there who know about it. Because nobody likes to be in a place where they don't fit in, right? Yeah. The same 
with me too. Yeah, we absolutely agree with you. That is something that we believe is extremely important. And if you could go back in time and tell your younger self when your father was first diagnosed uh, some advice, what would you? What advice would you give yourself? I would uh, to myself. I would definitely give an advice. Firstly, to accept. Okay, because. I took at least I myself took two months time to accept it because I didn't tell you one more disaster. I, I turned twenty one. It was my twenty first birthday when my father was diagnosed. Oh. Okay. So I got the diagnostic report on my twenty first birthday. So that is a, a huge disaster. So maybe I should have been much more open to things. I should not have felt sad. I should not have uh, taken it in a negative way. At least for the first two months, I was not brought up with positivity from the beginning. So I would have told a message to myself that at least to be a bit more optimistic that things will change. That is first thing. And second thing is there were many instances where I actually cursed myself in my living. Like why so much tons of problems on me? How would I go about with it? At the end of the day, I find I found a way out. But the process to find that way out was very difficult. So maybe I would have told myself to be much more stronger than what I actually am. I would have, now I'm strong now I'm confident but to reach here it took time maybe yeah. I could have reached here much more earlier than what it took actually so that is one thing that I would definitely tell to myself yeah it's still it is not easy what you had to go through and it is absolutely understandable the struggles that you faced but you still have gotten here and it's truly amazing how far you've made uh, and what advice would you give to other people who may be struggling with uh, your same issues, like the families of patients who have been diagnosed or patients themselves who are facing these, this kind of diagnosis? I'll split the question into two parts better. Uh, people who are actually rare disease survivors and people who are supporting them. Okay. Yeah. To the actual rare disease survivors, I will definitely say you are beautiful, you are enough, you are amazing, it's you at the end of the day. So don't seek validation from outside world and try to put yourself down because at the end, it's always a battle within you, for you and with you. For the people who are supporting, I would definitely thank them with everything that I can. I'll forever be grateful for them because very few people actually come in the forefront, in the front line to actually support. We need people who actually support. We need people who actually talk. Instead of living behind closed doors, it will be really amazing if at least they can talk about their beloved's condition because I totally understand it is very difficult for a patient to walk up and talk about that particular disease because still we look down upon people with rare diseases. At least if the beloved's uh, person can come and talk for them, I'll be really grateful. And uh, my deepest uh, gratitude from the bottom of my heart to people who are actually talking about it and making an effort to get a change. Yeah, absolutely. We 100% agree with you. Uh, and yeah, uh, one of our final questions, um, as someone who has been personally impacted by rare disease, as well as being a healthcare professional yourself, what advice would you give to someone who's trying, who's trying just now to start advocating for rare diseases, to try speaking out? What advice would you give them and how would you say that they can make the biggest impact? First thing, don't give up. The road ahead is not meant to be easy. Keep that in your mind very clear. I started it two, three days back, though I have been suffering from two, three years because I had so many things to My phone fell down. Yeah, that's totally okay. I'm extremely sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. The road ahead is definitely not meant to be easy at all. There'll be 
its own there will be their own share of ups and downs so uh, please don't give up the road is not meant to be easy it is not meant to be easy you will be pulled back many times you will question your integrity you will question what the hell am i doing with my life there's nobody supporting me and many a times you question yourself but at the end of the day the struggle actually matters it it really creates an impact uh, the road ahead is definitely not meant to be easy and you need to be willing enough to take criticism too because at the end of the day criticism is a matter of ourselves so please be welcome to uh, please be open and welcome to any sort of comments or compliments that you can get both yeah absolutely very wise words um is there anything else that you would like to mention anything about your personal life your struggles anything that you want to say uh to anyone who's watching to us um about your experiences anything you'd like to say uh i got to know about this 2 years ago like what i told but uh, because i was always occupied with my schoolings my internship my personal problems taking care of parents the amount of time that i actually could dedicate to this cause was negligible until i could find some ease now i'm i'm able to make time it's about not finding time it's about making time at the end of the day so you have to question yourself as in what is there in your priority list so only if you can prioritize you can act at least now i have prioritized i'm actually happy because only 3 days back Three days back, I just started actually taking things seriously, and I'm glad to have come so far. So, if there's one thing that I would definitely like to uh, convey, please support and please talk about it. It's definitely okay. There's no wrong in talking about it. We need good people. We need people who are brave enough to come in the front and tell their story too. Everybody has a story, so you need to figure out if it's worth it or not. Don't live behind closed doors. Yeah, that is all. Whatever. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent agree with you. Uh, that's all the questions we have for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for uh, coming to this interview. Um, we find that your responses are extremely inspiring. That your struggles have really moved us, and we're grateful that you uh, have accepted this uh, opportunity for us to interview you and to speak with someone who has truly been impacted and has truly impacted the rare disease community. So, thank you. Really grateful to have you with us. Thank you so much. All in all, Shamla has grown a lot as a person through her journey with the rare disease. She has gone through a lot of pain, but she has come out with a greater purpose and is stronger than ever. I am truly amazed by her story, and I really hope that we can help her inspire others. While the pain of her past will not be forgotten, her hope for the future stays ever strong. We'd like to thank Shamla once again for her time and for giving us this wonderful interview. She always tells us to stop thanking her so much, but we really appreciate her taking the time to talk to us and raise awareness for the rare disease community. Shamla is just so friendly and passionate, and she has an amazing spirit. And everyone should definitely check out her weekly live interviews with rare champs on her Instagram at shamla underscore pisapati. These interviews are saved as IGTV videos and can be viewed afterwards as well. If anyone in the rare community ever wants to reach out to Shamala for an interview, they can do so by DMing her on Instagram at Shamala underscore Pisapati or messaging her on Facebook at Shamala Pisapati. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today. Just by listening, you're making a difference as you educate yourself. If you want to do more, share this podcast or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Shaping Foundations. Share our posts and check out our website. 
shapingfoundations.wixsite.com slash shapingfoundations. As Shyamala emphasized, more awareness is so important to the rare community. With more awareness, Shyamala wouldn't have felt so alone and wouldn't have had such a difficult time being accepted by society and herself. There might have even been better treatment options for her father if there was more awareness and advocacy for rare diseases. And that's why it's so important to keep yourself educated and share information with others. Spread the word and do your part. If you or someone you know would like to share your rare story, please contact us on any of our socials or email us at shapingfoundations at gmail.com. You can also check out our website and fill out the form on the Sharing Stories subpage. Thank you so much once again, and I hope to see you, no, I mean for you to hear us next week. We post new podcasts every Friday, so stay tuned. Bye.